Emotional regulation equals financial regulation. That means your nervous system is working continuously. And the more distraught your nervous system, the more emotionally dysregulated you are. Management is the most important thing. Warren Buffett said that if you can't manage your emotions, you can't manage money. The greatest investor, basically, of, of, our, of our days has basically stated the same thing, that you can't manage money, you can't manage your emotions, you can't manage money. Most of us are screwed in the idea of managing our emotions. We're so caught up in the goods, bads, rights, or wrongs, what things mean, what things don't mean, what things are supposed to happen or not supposed to happen. And we've built a society, and I'll say this, that we've built a society that's stuck on the idea of feeling good. And the more we try to feel good, the less we actually create of in our world, we start saying, hey, look, let's start feeling better. Let's start feeling better. Let's start feeling better. And the more we stick in the idea of positive thinking and the positive consciousness around money, the less actual income we create. And the, the more we stay stuck in that, the less income we build, the less income we create in, in the revenue factor of what we're trying to do because we're stuck in an emotional state. There's five primary emotions that I, I covered in, at Smart Money Live and the five primary emotions, pride, shame, resentment, guilt, and infatuation. These are, these are the primary emotions of our system. And any emotion that we hold on to in these capacities prevents us from having money because we can't manage it. I'll give you an example, right? Most people look into the future and think about their money. You've got to protect your wealth, protect your income, protect where you're coming from. However, most of us don't think of the ideas of protection. What we do is think about the ideas of abundance because we want to feel better, right? And people will say, I want financial freedom. I want to be financially free. Well, that's a financial delusion is what it is. Because there is no such thing as financial freedom. Because everybody in this planet, at some level, can destroy their wealth, no matter who it is. Even the, the wealthiest of wealthiest from you know, Jeff Bezos, could they could destroy their wealth. Now, the reality is, is that, is he going to destroy his wealth? Probably not, because he's going to make wiser, conscious choices. And you manage your life, you manage your money in accordance to the things that you value. So please catch what I'm about to say, is that if you don't manage, if you don't value money, you're not going to manage it for money. Your money will go to the things that you value the most. That's why in Smart Money Live, you did an exercise to see where are you spending money. For example, if someone says, hey, look, uh, you know what? I, I look at my, I make $5,000 a month and I look at my my income and that income is going toward all my money. If I look at it, if I looked at my credit card statements, my income, and I see, oh, you know what? 4,000 of it is going towards gambling. Chances are, you don't value money and you value your gambling. Can you see that? Like it's pretty linear. You can see that. It's pretty simple, right? What if you, instead of gambling, you said, you know what? I, out of my fourth $5,000, 4,000 of it goes towards my car payment. Now you look at it and say, okay, then you value your car. And there's no right or wrong, good or bad about these things. This is just what you value. You got to understand that. But our values are unique to us and how we live our life will be determined by how we manage our values. If we value, truly value money and truly value income inside that, then what we'll do is we'll end up creating and valuing money and we'll actually grow money. There's very few people on the planet though I've actually met who actually value money. I very few people. Uh, I met one kid, he was 22 years old 
and he actually valued money. And he actually had a stock portfolio, a house and rental properties. And he actually valued money, like straight up money. And then there's a kid on my son's soccer team right now. He's he's uh, 14, almost 15 years old. He works in valet. And then what he does is that when he, from his money that it's a valet, he goes ahead and buys himself index funds. Like that's someone who wants to see their money grow. 14 years old is buying index funds. He has a value of money at 14 years old. Can you guys see that? If I said going buy an index fund, some of you are going to say, um, Doc, what's an index fund? <laughs> and I get that, right? And that's okay because it's not in your value structure. That's perfectly okay. You are who you are and the perfection of who you are. But here's one thing that I want you to remember is that as your self-worth grows, you will value money more. As your self-worth doesn't grow and you stay stuck in your, in your old traumatic state of self-worth, then your self-worth declines. It just declines on that because you're stuck in the amygdala consciousness, the, the root consciousness of your brain and where it's from. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that your brain is moving towards a state of growth where you value money. That's the whole, the whole book, Wired for Wealth, is about learning to value yourself in your life so that you can become wealthy. And wealthy is just not a financial game. It's a game of understanding and valuing who you are. But emotions, what are called the emitted ions, the emotions inside of your brain, inside of your psychology, push you away from having wealth because they stay stuck. I'll give you an example. If you sit and say, hey, look, you know what? I value, or if you feel guilt or shame of any sort, you feel guilt or shame of any sort, you're going to give your money away to that. If you feel guilty to your kids that you're not around, and if you feel guilty that you're actually sitting here listening to me but you should be playing with them, then what you're going to do is you're going to feel bad about it. And they're going to say, mommy, daddy, can I, can I do this thing? And you're going to feel bad about it. And you're going to give them what they want instead of setting up guidelines, parameters to things to teach them because guilt will take over that. And you know, they capitalize us at airports. They really, they really do. They capitalize on this crap at airports because you go to the airport store and what do they have? A whole kid's section. And everyone's buying beanie babies and little gifts for their kids and toys. I know I did the same thing. Every trip I ever took, I brought my kids a beanie baby. And they have thousands of beanie babies now because of all my trips. Because there was, there was guilt at that time of me traveling, not being there, being present with them. But all of us in our, in our psychology are trying to manage through the state of emotional regulation. And so emotional regulation equals financial regulation. I want you guys to get that. Emotional regulation equals financial regulation. That means your nervous system is working continuously. And the more distraught your nervous system, the more emotionally dysregulated you are. And so for an individual, as you're reading through the book, as you're going through the book, the whole premise of it is to regulate your nervous system, to regulate your emotions to regulate your wealth. No one is escaping this. This is just who we are. If we feel hurt from the past, what we'll do is we'll put our, our state of defense and we'll become angry. And what we'll do is we'll create resentment inside that. And what we'll do is we, we stop ourselves from creating wealth inside that. We can't protect ourselves because in the past we've been angry. And so whatever we have anger towards, we resent. And whatever we resent, we end up resisting in our life. We push it away. 
we push it away in our life. Resentment breeds illness. Resentment breeds disease. So the most important thing you have to do is think about money in a three-thought process. And what I mean by that is you have three aspects. You have the past, thinking. Let's just call it thinking around money, thinking around management. You have the past, you have the present, and you have the future, okay? And most people are stuck trying to, to live in their past or their future. Let me say it again. You're stuck living in the past or your future, but not the present. If you think your future is going to be amazing and you're going to live abundantly and you're going to have all this money, sounds good. I like it. It's exciting. It feels good on the inside. It's dopamine. And that dopamine is what crashes. So the greater the fantasy of the future, the more the crash you're going to have. If I were in your shoes, I would be protecting money. I'd be protecting what I have so that I don't lose it. Point is, if you don't think about these things for yourself, then you're not going to stay protected. You can't really manage today because you can't know what tomorrow looks like. Your brain functions from the amygdala to the prefrontal cortex. It goes from the back of the brain to the front of the brain. And in this middle state is the present state. So if we're stuck thinking about the past or we're afraid thinking about the future, the reality is we can't actually be present now. Our consciousness can't be present now because we're afraid. We're afraid of we don't know what's going to happen. 